Lord, thank you so much. Oh, Holy Spirit, I pray that you're just... wrapped around every single heart in this room, little ones and big ones, medium-sized ones, moms and dads and kids and husbands and wives and aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas. Today's for everybody. Everybody's a son or a daughter. Some are parents. Some are uncles, aunts. Father, I pray that today that we would just it seems so weird for me to talk about healing families in a church full of so many amazingly wonderful families God I praise your name for people that are true to your word and that pledge and commit themselves to live your teachings God I pray that today that you'll just do amazing things with us Lord that all of our families will be so healthy and so strong Lord that every stronghold, every lie, every stupid thing that causes us to treat the people that we should take the best care of, the worst sometimes, Lord, I pray it all comes down now. In Jesus' name, I pray these things. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint me, that I could just somehow have your countenance today, share your truth, share your heart. Bless the families, I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Huh. I'm getting my glasses all foggy. I used to call this church allergies. Okay. Is it going to poke me in the eye? <laughs> well, today's family day, and the talk will be short. We were actually going to do a baby dedication, and this would be... Would this have been the third one, Teresa? This would have been the third one. And I feel a certain amount of pressure because, I don't know why, to be unique with every baby dedication, to have something special from the Lord, a scripture or a thought. And I'm like, God, you're going to have to speak to me loudly because there's lots and lots of babies and pregnant ladies and whatnot in our church. But he, he I really felt like he did um, for me. And since... We didn't determine until last night because mom is sick and family is sick that we're not actually dedicating little Patrick Klein today. We'll do that maybe next week or sometime in the future. Um, you get to hear what God put on my heart for Patrick's dedication today. Good thing we're recording, or I'll do it twice. Maybe it won't be that memorable. No one will notice. So um, today's about families. Uh, families are the most important unit in life in Christianity. The devil has been so, so focused on tearing apart, tearing down, breaking families. But even when he does it, even when he's successful and families um, don't look like the perfect, you know, modular picture that, that we have in our mind, God can still do amazing things. As I was praying for Patrick's dedication and what to talk about today, um, oh, it's up here already. I had, these words were just popping into my mind. The, the, the word at near the bottom, witness, is, is the one that God really put heavy on my heart for today, and that's what we're going to talk most about. And I debated whether I should put them all up there because I'm not going to talk about most of them. 
but I just kept getting a tug in my heart that maybe God wanted us to see that list of words because they're all important words to people that are leading families or are part of families. Things like priorities and responsibilities, compromise, discipline, witness. And maybe most of all is believe, trust, and faith, which just kept coming together for me, um, that no matter where we're at, God could always make things better. If we'll just... Yesterday doesn't have to look like tomorrow, or tomorrow doesn't have to look like yesterday if we'll be submitting ourselves to the Lord and believing that he can work anything to be good. So that's uh, the list of words. The sense I had was maybe there's a word up there that might have stirred you a little bit. Um, Priorities and compromise aren't part of my message, but they're, they're heavy on me right now, and I I have a friend whose um, family is not together, the hu- not husband and wife, have a child, and the child was really good at playing um, mom and dad against each other, you know, with her affections and different things. And I watched because my friend didn't have, um, I don't know what they call it, custodialship, you know, um, guardianship. Yeah, the, the, the daughter spent most of the time with the mom, um, the struggles and, and things that he went through. But he had this firmness about him that he wasn't going to submit to all this junk that was trying to compromise, to make compromise, to make compromise. And, and his daughter would have very little to do with him because he wouldn't say yes to things that a parent shouldn't say yes to. And all the time I knew, all the time I knew that she was going to be better for it and that she was going to come uh, to dad and and that she was going to love him in a special way because he actually had the discipline to not compromise when it had to be the hardest thing in the world because I've cried with him and I've, I've seen how his heart was getting torn apart. But in the end, to be true to what the word would teach, he's got his daughter back. She's a better young lady for it and... All I hear is just amazing praise reports. So those are the two outside of what I was going to talk about today that I wanted to share with you just real quickly. Proverbs 22. This is going to be a, this is a very familiar scripture that probably won't sound familiar to you because I drew it out of the um, New Living Translation. Verses 5 and 6. Corrupt people walk a thorny, treacherous road. Whoever values life will avoid it. Avoid that thorny, treacherous road. Direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. If we raise up our kids in the way that God teaches us, they might veer off the path a little bit, but Scripture tells us if we'll raise them up in the way of the Lord that they won't stay from that path. They'll, they'll come back and they'll be in there. But there's so many different ways that we try to help our kids, to parent our kids, to um, coach them and coerce them and threaten them and strong-arm them to stay on that path because they don't come with an instruction manual, right? I mean, it's, it's a hard, tricky thing to be a parent, especially for the first time, because you only know what you know, and it's not enough, it seems like, sometimes. So the Scripture says that we should teach them in the way. The word the Lord gave me for Patrick... For this is Patrick's dad, Jeremy, the drummer, for Patrick was witness. 
when I was praying for him and for today, what was, the word that it kept stirring in my spirit was witness, witness, witness. And as I prayed about it, I was asking the Lord, so what are you trying to tell me? And, and what I really think he was saying is that you could tell your kid, don't smoke cigarettes, they're bad for you. And if they see you in the car as you're going to work, lighting up a cigarette... The witness of your actions is much more powerful than the witness of your words. If the witness of your life doesn't back up the witness of your words, you're a hypocrite, right? There's so many things that that we want to say, well, it's okay. When they get older, they'll understand, but it's, it's a lie. Hypocrisy is hypocrisy. It always is. So what God wants us to hear today in our little short sermonette is witness is important. We would have eventually today asked you to commit yourselves to help Bree and Jeremy and Patrick to parent him, to be godly influences in his life, that when Patrick looked and saw somebody that didn't look like Jesus, he wouldn't recognize him because all of us would so much represent Jesus. And that seems like a heavy task, and I feel like, I don't know if it's, I'm sure it's all, you know, ultimately from the devil and his influence, but society and culture has tried to get us to believe that it's almost impossible to be good. It's almost impossible to be holy as God is holy. But I'm here to tell you, it's not. It's absolutely very possible that if we'll discipline ourselves, if we'll not compromise to the word of God, then we will be an absolutely beautiful witness for not only our own children, but for other children. So some more scriptures that the Lord gave me. Matthew 5, 16. Not speaking specifically of fathers and mothers to their children, but to the church, to anybody that might see. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. God wants people to see us as him, to see our good works, to see the things we do, the way we live our lives. And the blessing is in the obedience. It's not like we have to grit our teeth and, you know, I can't do anything I want to do. It's not like that at all. God will bring us such amazing blessing. He'll allow us into the presence of his glory as we're more and more obedient to his word. And from the perspective of family, our, our families will see us and, and, and they'll recognize what's good And they'll want to emulate that. The next scripture that I want to read for you is 1 John 3, verse 18. Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and truth. Again, to to speak one way and live a different way is hypocrisy. And Jesus didn't call us to be hypocrites. Titus chapter 2, verses 6 through 8a In the same way, encourage the young men to live wisely. And you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. Teach the truth so that your teaching can't be criticized. Are you seeing the pattern? I mean, there's probably a thousand other scriptures that I could have pulled up. But there's a pattern about how we live our lives that is a witness to other people. And the last one I wanted to share with you, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Paul had been to Corinth, and he established this fledgling little church there. And then he went on in his missionary journeys, and the church at Corinth was really struggling because Corinth was a very, very wicked city. 
there was all kinds of evil going on. The, the lifestyle of the, of the people in Corinth was very contrary to what Jesus would teach. So some of this is getting back to Paul, and he's writing in his letter to the church at Corinth how they need to live their lives and how they need to draw back to the teaching that he had sent to them. And I think it's beautiful here how he describes what they should do. For if you were to have countless tutors in Christ, yet you would not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I became your father through the gospel. Therefore I exhort you, be imitators of me. We should all have the boldness of Paul to look at our little church that lives in our home, our little church that's right here, church on the street, and live our lives in such a way that we could look at somebody else's child or some other family and say, hey, listen, if you're not sure, live your life like me because I'm going to be holy as he is holy. And I have his spirit inside of me and I have the mind of Christ. And it's not something that I can't do. It's something that I can do. So, We have this saying that you're probably familiar with, like father, like son, like mother, like daughter, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. It's like that song that Teresa read the lyrics to, secular song, but there's a lot of truth in that. If we're not careful, or if we are careful maybe, they'll grow up to be just like us. In the absence of anything else, I promise you, children, you are going to be like your parents. I promise you in your teenagers, you'll swear that you'll never be like your parents. And when you get older, you'll be like your mom and dad. So pray for them that they'll be like Jesus. So that when, when you grow up, that it'll be a good mom and dad that you'll be emulating. Like father, like son, like mother, like daughter. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But in the kingdom, it doesn't always have to be that way. It can be like father, like son. So let's say you didn't have a good dad, or maybe you didn't have any dad at all. You can be like Father, with a capital F, Heavenly Father like Son. Be just like Him. The Word says that you can. You can have His joy. You can have His blessing. You can have His power. You can have His countenance. You can have His peace like Father in heaven like Son. Like Father like Daughter. God fully manifests the father heart and the mother heart. He's, he's God, the father. But every nurturing, loving characteristic of a mother is a characteristic, good characteristic of a mother, is a, is a characteristic of God. Like father in heaven, like daughter. Like father in heaven, like son. It doesn't matter what your parents were like. If they're awesome parents, you're likely going to be an awesome person yourself. If they weren't, you can still be an awesome person. The apple can fall far from the tree. If your family didn't know the Lord and, they, and they're not serving the Lord, we're going to pray in a few minutes that they will. But your apple doesn't have to be underneath that tree that's not covered by the Lord Jesus Christ. And even cooler, a bad tree can become a good tree. right? If you read Scripture, you know that a good tree can't bear bad fruit, and a bad tree can't bear good fruit. Just not possible. The Word tells us that evil will always bear evil, good will always bear good. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and vice versa. A bad tree cannot bear good fruit. But a bad tree can become a good tree, and then that good tree can bear good fruit. There's such hope in the kingdom of God. All things are possible with God. So in just a minute, we're going to start to pray. And we've got a little bit of time. 
for families. We made a little list of things that you might want to pray about. Healthy marriages, husbands that truly love their wife like Jesus loved the church, godly wives that truly respect and honor their husband. It's so interesting when Kirk was speaking the last couple of weeks, it, the same theme kept coming through. He was like, you know, we have all of these things that we think are God. And there's, there's bits and pieces of truth woven through them. There's threads in there, but they're like the Pharisees. The Pharisees had all of these rules and all of these regulations that were extra biblical. They were more things that were added on. That's why Jesus wouldn't respect them. He wouldn't respect their man rules that they would put on top of people. So it's interesting that that thread is still being woven through our conversations here that you don't have to submit to any kind of man thing. If you're a godly wife, a godly husband, godly child, read the word, godly results will happen in your life. So other things, um, healthy children, healthy families, that our families would all serve the Lord um, I even think that the Holy Spirit said that we should be praying because there's single people here that need a godly husband or a godly wife. So let's pray that, that that person finds their way into their lives if that's their heart's desire. Some of us have family members that don't know the Lord. We should pray that every person here, his entire family, everyone they love would come to know Jesus. Families need good jobs. We got pregnant ladies in our church and that all those babies get born healthy and strong. And there's families that are trying to have children that are waiting, that we could, we could intercede on their behalf, that the Lord would help them to have children. So these are just some of the things. Um, today reminds me, some of you know, probably most of you know, Teresa and I spent a summer in Africa two summers ago. And this is what it was like every day, except the carpet was dirt and the beautiful roof was an old raggedy tent. And like hundreds of little African children just crawling on you, running back and forth. And it was very distracting at the beginning, but after just a very short little while, it didn't matter. We could worship, we could pray, we could listen and learn. And it's just amazing how your paradigms get broken down. So I'm not sure if we're in every Sunday, all the kids in church, church, but today has been a blessing. Um, after we're done, we're going to have food. And I pray that if you didn't bring food, you wouldn't just go home. There's more than enough. Last time we did this, we took tons of food home. So please stay and fellowship a little bit. We're going to pray together for a little while. And then I think we're going to sing a worship song. And then we're just going to break and go have uh, food and fellowship. Okay. Our, our God multiplies food too. So we can all always pray for multiplication of food. So it's not a problem. All right, so let's pray together. Get comfortable, sit down, kneel, stand up, whatever if you're, works if you're for with, you. If you're seated, seated with your families, grab hands. Um, at some point, I think at the end too, Pat, I, Pastor Pat, I, I would like um, all of us to come together. I know we're kind of all over the place, but it's really been on my heart that those uh, that we would come together as a body at the end and that we'd all get just grasp hands and um, because we are all brothers and sisters too. So we need to um, invest in each other. And so we could just pray as a group at the end. Maybe we'll do that while we're worshiping. So let's pray. If you feel something really heavy on your heart that you want to pray, you're welcome to come up here and there'll be a mic up here you can use and, and, 
If it's family prayer, pray it. protection around every marriage. Lord, even those marriages that are struggling right now, that there may even be a separation. You've placed a hedge of protection around them. It is your heart for reconciliation and restoration. So, Father, we just ask for that now. We ask where there's been a a breach of trust, that trust would be restored. Where there's been pain afflicted, Lord, there would come healing. That you would place a hedge of protection around each marriage represented here today. That we would be quickened in our spirits of false affections. Anything that may lead our eyes to roam, we just come against that right now in the name of Jesus. And we speak unity and wholeness and reconciliation over the marriages in this room today. And for those who have lost a loved one, that true healing would come to their hearts. That where there's confusion, there would be understanding. And where there's emptiness, you would fill it with your love.
the name of Jesus, we claim our children for the kingdom of God. We dedicate our children to the Lord Jesus Christ. I plead the blood of the Lord Jesus, his healing, his saving, his protecting, his sanctifying, his perfect blood over each and every child in our family. I pray that same blood over all the children and the families that the Flint Dream Center North and the Freedom Center Church and all the children and all the families and all the churches. And I, I pray, Father, for every child at Lake Fenton High School, Lord, to come into your kingdom with their moms and their dads, Lord, every single one of them. I rebuke every influence of evil, every device of the enemy that might try to harm or separate us from our children. Lord, we place our faith in your power and your strength and your abilities in our weakness. Your strength is perfected, God. Lord, that your strength would be our strength, that your strength for us to be godly parents, husbands and wives, healed and well and strong, Lord, that your father love would flow into us to such a place that we would know you as father. Truly, Lord, without any filter, without any inhibition, without anything at all that would change our ability to receive the perfection of you as father and your perfect ways that we would recognize as mother to nurture and to love and to comfort Lord for our children Lord not just for us but through us Lord that that the children would see us like we want to see you Lord that we would be dad and mom like you are heavenly father we claim our children. We say no to evil in their lives, in their minds. We rebuke the influences in the television and the video games and the music and every other kind of thing that would try to get into their minds. And we just say that, that their minds are like Teflon to those things, that they can't stick. I say, Lord, you are their shepherd and they shall not want. You are their shepherd and they shall not want. I just keep hearing whom the sun set free is free indeed. Whom the sun set free is free indeed. I declare that over each and every one of you today, whom the sun set free, you are free indeed. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that we can live as glorious sons and daughters of the King. 
Hallelujah. 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 All things have died of old. Lord, we thank you that you make all things new. You make us new. You make us new. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't look back. Don't look back. me please the name of Jesus we speak to autism to the spirit of autism and we rebuke you in Jesus name we command you to leave right now we declare that Bailey Dickerson is not autistic will not be autistic that every symptom will leave God is no preferer of men no respecter of men not one greater than the next in Jesus name We pray for healing, for deliverance, for complete deliverance from any symptom of autism, anything at all, in the name of Jesus, that Bailey be free. We pray for Hunter Marchant. The PMD has no place in his life. We we rebuke PMD. We say no to it. We say, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would send your anointing, that you would speak the word of perfection for Hunter, Lord, and that the angels will come and they'll carry your powerful anointing, Lord, and he won't have migraine headaches, Lord, and he won't have hip bones that hurt him, Lord, and that his nerves will be regenerated, will be made completely new. We know that can happen, God. We saw it with Dave Macklin, Lord. You gave him brand new nerves, God. Give Hunter brand new nerves, I pray that he is completely delivered. There's no evidence that this thing was ever in his life. And anything in his body that was damaged by it, I just ask, Lord, a creative miracle that you restore it to perfection. That there would be no evidence that this was ever in his body. That Hunter is healed and well. He's dancing and running and speaking and singing and healthy and strong. We bless him in Jesus' name. We bless him. We bless him in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray, I pray so hard, God, that that you'll fix his hips, Lord, before they have to do the surgery. Lord, that you'll just completely fix his hips, that they'll just be tight in their sockets and any any exposed nerves will be covered up how they're supposed to be so there's no pain, Lord no discomfort, and that they don't have to do this surgery. God, I pray that we don't get in a place where we're praying for new hip bones, Lord. Please, please create in Hunter perfect hips. And Isaiah Green, Lord, before the surgeon gets a chance, I pray to your glory that you would just create in him a palate, Lord, a perfect palate. And anything else in that little head that's not the way it's supposed to be, God, that you'd Make it perfect. That he never, ever would have to have a surgery, Lord. Never have to have a surgery, God. That you you just build him a palate and make it perfect, God. That his eyes are perfect. That his ears are perfect. That his brain is perfect. That there's no damage from the brain hemorrhage. There's no damage from the stroke, Lord. That the diagnosis is wrong. 
that Isaiah's mind is perfect and strong. And Lord, if there's curses and junk that came down through his bloodline, through those men that did those horrible things to his mother, God, I pray that those curses be broken right now in Jesus' name, that he's absolutely free. He's absolutely free, Lord. Oh, God, thank you so much. Lord, I pray for Liz. A brand new thyroid, Lord, just plumbed in there, wired perfect with all the nerves and things that the thyroid needs. Lord, no more medication, God. Just a brand new thyroid. Perfect. Perfect, Lord. Brand new thyroid. Create it, Lord, right now today, Lord. Let us just sing worship songs and forget the food because it's just done. It's done in Bailey. It's done in Liz. Lord, it's done in Shane, Lord. That that rib cage would just expand right now. Right now, Lord. No pain. Just bones crunching. Just like Mike felt his bones moving when your hand came on him, Lord, to deliver him from that terrible auto accident that he had. God, touch Shane in his chest and just reshape the bones right now so that those sternum and ribs and all those things are perfect the way they're supposed to be and any other disorder in a body in any of our family Lord we're a family you're our dad we're the family of God we're your children Lord heal us Lord broken hearts heal the broken hearts God break down the walls and the lies we didn't all have perfect moms and dads on earth God I pray that what evil did to influence parents that just did the best they could, but it wasn't that good, Lord. I pray that that nobody carries scars from that, God, that they be free and delivered and healthy and well, and that, that those things stop. They don't continue from generation to generation, Lord. Only blessing, only wholeness and wellness. Please, God. Please, God. Thank you, God. I just, God, I want you to know that I believe. I just know. I just know, God. I just know. I don't know why it has to take so long. Because you are good. You are good. And we celebrate you today, Lord. We just celebrate you. We thank you for healing Jeremy's mom cancer-free, Lord. She's cancer-free. We thank you for that. We thank you for that. We thank you for healing Joanne Boltman, Lord, for her being cancer-free. Hallelujah. We celebrate you in this place today because you are good, and we live by faith, not by sight. We don't go by what we see in the physical, Lord. We know what's going on. We know that even though we can't see Every little thing that you're doing, Lord, that by faith we know that you are good. And it is not your will for your children to be sick in their bodies. It is not for your, your will for us to be tormented in any way. Jesus paid it all. And we thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for that love that heals, that delivers, and that saves. And that it is finished. And that we will walk as children of the Most High, full of your glory, temples of the Holy Spirit, releasing your kingdom in this world, letting our light shine, that those who are lost would be found.
and that we will continue to renew our minds and not live as our old man, but live as our as the new creation that we are. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. Let's all gather together, you guys. Let's pray. Let's come together corporately. Let's hold hands and close this out. I think I can't. My legs are so asleep. Okay. <laughs> Make a big old circle. Like let's, some of you just come right around here and all yeah. around the back. And, and while you're coming, let's keep praying. Lord, we call all the lost ones home. Lord, yeah. all the lost brothers and yeah. sisters and moms and dads and yeah. children, Lord. Yeah. We call them all home. All the prodigals to return, yeah. Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. This is how we become family as we connect. We hold hands. I'm going to try. We aren't strangers. We're brothers and sisters. And we have to first be church on the street in this building so that when we leave here, we're not afraid to talk to people or touch people, that we can carry this out into the street. And we can pray. Hey, Tristan, bring your line. Nobody let go of hands. Tristan, bring them. Your people around, and there we go. We might have to have some long arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should. You gonna be all right? We might have to recruit you, Brenda. <laughs> well, I think we're gonna do it. Come on! Hey, Come we on! Are a big circle. Thank you, Jesus. They're going to lead us in a worship song. Stretch those kids out. There you yeah. go. <laughs> well, Lord, I pray that you just bind us together. One body, arms and legs, fingers and toes, elbows and shoulders and noses and ears, Lord. Every person just walking fully in the gifts that you've given them, the calling that you have in their lives, Lord. All of us full of your love, full of the knowledge of your love for us, Lord, and the rivers of living water that's just your love and your spirit just flowing out and just getting everybody around us wet, God, that we would be satisfied in our giftings, Lord, that you'll teach us and use us, that we really will be like bright lights, that our good works will shine before men and that you'll get great glory from that, Lord. That our children be blessed, that our marriages and our families be blessed, Lord, that that we would just be a walking, living testimony for your goodness and your glory. Living epistles, I think the word says, Lord, that we'd just be like living epistles. Pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Yay.